Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Yeah, we're 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 you got Ty Matthews. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Ty Matthews PMA, and a bajillion other after shows that I just started. Cool. Jeff, mute okay. your computer. And I'm Lindsay Miller. You can find me at... I got excited. You, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Rockin' Mama Life. And yes, my hair is gray-gray because I crimped it for the hey. 80s. So good. What's up, everyone? My name is Jeff Graham. As you can tell, I'm running our stream at the same time so I can keep up with the chat room. If you also could tell, I did not mute the computer. so he you... likes to watch and hear himself. Yeah, we have a 12-second delay just in case something really edgy happens. You probably noticed from the stream. Or you just say, so good you do it twice. You should see the things that actually happen 12 seconds ahead of what you're really saying. Just kidding. Exciting. All focus. My name is Jeff Graham. You can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham and Instagram at Jeffrey Crane Graham. Um, hi, I just slayed that. Did anyone get it? Get it, get it boy. Thank you. After you uh. forgot to mute the computer. I know. We're <laughs> going to just do extra one small music. victory at a time. That's what we're going to do. Well, let's do one episode at a time. Week four, episode four. What were your overall quick thoughts? Real quick. Ty. I what loved. Did you I, think? I think the the performances were really. I think this week especially were just like really really impressed me. And I mean, obviously, we'll get to a lot of that, and I think a lot of our differing opinions. Mm-hmm. But um, yes. but yeah, I was really blown away. And it seems like when they get to the performance, it almost seems like little like mini music videos. And that part I enjoy. Yeah, it's the I production. Agree with that. The production is really really yeah. Lindsay, how are you? Drama. I love this That's one. I felt like last week was a little bit of a snooze fest in some aspects, like leading up to the competition, and this week was definitely not a snooze fest. <laughs> um, and yeah, the production value, I think, is it gets better every week. Mm-hmm. Although this, you know, I'll save it for the competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some words on the audio. Yeah, I definitely like this one more than episode three. Um, I think my favorite so far is the one where we got to see the really emotional sides of acapella. I hope sure. we get some more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also would love to see the format get switched up a bit, but I have a feeling we probably won't. So right. that's okay. I agree with you on that. Yeah, it's, it's kind it's of like, like okay, now we're this, this. Right. It's, oh, I would no, love just like some that. blow your mind episode where we get like Inception and like something. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, little too much. it's a performance within a performance. Yeah, I don't know. Song within Blah. a song. I'm skeptical right. that will happen. Wait, like we see the end and you they're like know. eliminated and then we go back. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Let's Tarantino it <laughs> <and> back. <laughs> see how we got here. I like Maybe. the I like the format because if you gotta remember, like there's so many people involved mm-hmm. in this show and so many yeah. faces we have to cover within forty two minutes. So yeah. I'm glad that they have a pretty strict format yeah. so right. it's even, easy to follow every week even halfway through the season we're still seeing like brand new faces <laughs> we've never seen that person we saw some new people I was like who is that oh, Phoebe <laughs> yeah well, hello Phoebe yeah. Stay tuned, is going to have 200 members I, by the end of the season no, it's just gigantic I think still like looking looking back 
when they're sitting there, I'm like, there's still some people that I'm like, who we haven't met them yet. Right, and I right, hope we right. do get to meet all of them. Well, we, we meet Cedric, the runaway train, next week. I'm excited for that. Oh, we yeah. met Cedric. Cedric. Big Cedric. We, we saw him a little Seth. bit. We saw him yeah. a little bit, you know, with the percussion and everything. Yeah. yeah. But I think I'm excited to see runaway train Seth. Yeah. Sure Ced- the Cedric Express. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. So let's start with Deke's team. Stay tuned. Deke is missing at rehearsals for the first day. Apparently, he's in the hospital. He has Addison's disease, Mm. which is a disease that affects his adrenal glands. He cannot produce the proper amount of steroids Mm -hmm. that the body needs. So he had to miss out the first episode. Therefore, losing a day of rehearsal, or Mm -hmm. the first day of Mm. the episode. Losing rehearsal time. What do we think of Stay Tuned trying to, like, keep it together without a leader? That had to be so nerve-wracking, just like... Mm -hmm. Everyone just sitting there, and I mean, like, with without any sort of notice or anything, just, like, it going 15 minutes, and then 45 minutes, and then yeah. an hour, like, that's got to be, they got to be really, really sweating it. Yeah. Well, like, I'm thinking, like, what would I have done, mm. like, in high school, if, like, my coach didn't show up? Oh, 15-minute like, rule. Done so. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't think I would have left. But with, la- this, I, with this, is a little different. Yeah. I don't in know. In college, there's actually a rule for mm-hmm. for the amount Everyone's of time like, you're allowed to leave. Mm-hmm. After. I just think it shows we're a lot for, like, clock. stay tuned mm-hmm. that they stayed there and they were not, you know, 45 minutes in. It's yeah. like for high schoolers oh, sure. to be That's still sitting there waiting and not have, you know, I mean, granted, they were in high school, so they probably, like, their parents weren't coming. To but... <laughs> Yeah, there's also the point of, like, there was probably 30 crew members all around them. <laughs> so, like, the context is a just little different. Sit tight, guys. What guys, sit tight. Stay here. <laughs> we're getting home. We're working he's, on it. He's not not going to call. Because yeah. I don't think it's really normal in that situation you would, like, FaceTime your coach. I know. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But Deke really does, he treats him like a family. If any of you guys didn't know, Marissa and I, very luckily today, actually got to talk to Deke in person. Super yeah, jealous. he came Jelly. to the studio. We had a really nice interview. It's called uh, On the Concert Experience. Yeah. Definitely check that out. He had a lot of great things to say mm-hmm. about his career, his life, and how he got all about acapella and the show. It's really, really insightful. Go check that out if you missed it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Um, it was very, obviously, Deke is the busiest man in the world, so it was very short notice. Um, so, Ty Lindsay, unfortunately, couldn't make it. The busiest in the world? I think he's the oh, busiest he's busy. in the world. I think Barack Thank Obama's you, number two. Uh, yeah. Forbes, <laughs> Forbes just confirmed it. Forbes confirmed it. Deke's busiest um, man in the world. But we're hoping to get him to Skype in, hopefully, later in the season. So, um, obviously, a lot of people in the chat will know Deke very well because he worked with him for seven months, weeks. Uh, weeks, yes, yeah. weeks. You know, um, but it was great. He was talking about um, just how he really does value them as a family, and he really hated to miss rehearsal. And by the way, it is a Deke was explaining his medical condition. We really want to make sure we're treating that sensitively. If in the past we've kind of joked about the idea of reality show drama on hospitals, we didn't mean to be offensive. Deke, we love you, and we our thoughts yeah. are with you anytime you have to struggle with that. Mm. So, um, mad props for coming the next day. Yeah, just bow- bounding in I the next know. day. That is solidarity. Yeah, and that is like, being a trooper he, and pulling it together for your team. Deke straight up cool, that Kool-Aid. is what a leader should do. Mm. If you're sick, yeah. you still show up. Exactly. He straight up Kool Aided into that rehearsal space. <laughs> yes. He did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wrote that. Like I remember writing down, like just seeing him filled with joy. I don't know. It just you can tell when you watch Deke that he like eat sleeps breathes, lives a cappella, yes. and that he genuinely loves being able to take these kids from where they are when they start and, like, create this sound and create music and create, like, something really special from nothing. You know, not, not I mean, nothing isn't the right word, but, you know, literally taking... From the ground up. Yeah, from the ground up and making this... Like, he just is filled with energy to be, like, that sick and... And have that much energy and inspiration is really cool. I, th- I think that's just a testament to his character and like right. how he lives his life and his career. He's so passionate yeah. about what he does that it obviously resonates in everyday, in his everyday he performance. It. He loves it. He lives for it. Yeah, yeah. he's a godfather, guy. Right? He he's, is the godfather. You're not going to be the godfather and not live acapella. <laughs> right. He is an aka god. Yeah, we said that a lot during the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they have to perform Pink's So What? Mm-hmm. What do we think of the song? Angry. A different type of emotion mm-hmm. that they have, pre- bef- they never performed anger before yet. What do we think of the song? It's great. I, yeah, it was something that they, that they needed to, to tap into for sure. You know, it seems like they've kind of 
they've you know they've touched on a lot of different um aspects of the emotional spectrum and then now i mean it's you you can't really imagine them getting mad you know so mm-hmm. i think it was something that they needed really you can't imagine teenagers get mad <laughs> not, <stay laughs> not these ones right not I don't these know, ones. like yeah. mad on on point or like on demand Command. really yeah. really right, right, anger right. is such a hard like it's such a hard emotion uh-huh. to really like tap into i feel like unless you're in the moment and you're like really angry because it tends to be one of those emotions that's like very fight or flight it like just happens whereas like mm-hmm. sadness or happiness you can kind of channel old memories and recreate that feeling but like yeah. anger you gotta be like unless unless you have anger management issues right. you've gotta be angry and I think it's it's smart and Deke and you know we've seen it all along he's like this master puppeteer and you can see almost his brain working through the songs he chooses each week and the things he's choosing to tackle. And he kept saying, like, emotional range and that, you know, what better to show that than to force them to do what, for most people, is the most uncomfortable emotion to really mm-hmm. portray. Mm-hmm. Deke kind of blew our minds today. He was talking about his philosophy behind his song choices with Stay Tuned. For the first and four For the first four songs. weeks. Um, if you guys have seen Inside Out, the movie, mm-hmm. you know that that movie talks about five emotions. Deke would say that the four core emotions are joy, sadness, anger, anger and, and, fear. and fear. So if we're looking back at the song choices, week one was Hide and Seek. Hide and Seek, which mm-hmm. showed the sadness. Mm-hmm. Week two was... Was Taylor Swift's Shake It Off, which, which showed happiness. joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Week joy. three was... Um, uh-oh. It, it uh, uh, the one that that Jack uh, soloed on. What the hell was what that? What did one? they say? Oh, but it's all about <laughs> um, out, guys. being <laughs> afraid and, and coming what, what out. Was, was it Beneath Your Beautiful? Was that the yes. one? Yes, and they yes. slayed. That's yeah. it. Um, and then this week that was, was the anger. Didn't know the song. Yeah. So that was yeah. pretty cool. I think Deke was saying he saw this group. He wanted to really push them because a huge philosophy, which I agree with, is that true music has emotional range, mm-hmm. um, which is he really talked a lot about that in the interview. If you guys are interested, it was really insightful. And um, it's cool to see he really chose those four songs deliberately, I think setting a foundation for the competition. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and I think it's great now that you have, like, the basic core emotions set and done, now you can just build upon that and tap into whatever because you know how it is to go into a certain type of emotion. So whatever song you're going to now do, you've already done it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. So what do we think of their rehearsal? They're, you know, well, you know what, let's actually... Let's go to Diana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Highland Voices. There's a lot of drama. So oh, much happening. Love yeah. it. As we know, Diana, she has a very strong personality. Yeah. And they did, like, a super cut this episode of her yelling a lot at, I love that at her teammates, right. which yeah. isn't really good. It doesn't portray her in the best of light. Yeah. But do you agree that she's coming off a little too strong? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I think the, I think obviously we we know that that's a very real possibility. I think the clips mm-hmm. that they used for that supercut was like they weren't necessarily like there were probably worse ones. Mm-hmm. Like those that ones, we didn't even see. Right, right, right exactly. Yeah. yeah, those ones that they used weren't even really like that was that was genuinely just for pushing them. That didn't even really seem. Yeah, I wasn't offended by those. Uh-huh. I mean, she's obviously has a clearly different coaching style than Deke does. Mm. Um, the thing that struck me from those clips were the phrases like, am I in this alone? Or this me, is me, me. This yeah. me, 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 me. Yeah. And I wrote down, um, at some point, like, she is, and I don't know if it's her or if it's the team or if it's a combination, but it seems to be on Highland's voices, there's this real like, cultivation of like me, 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 me. Focus on the soloist. So mm. focus on individuality and the individual parts as opposed to Deke, which is creating sort of like the sum of the sum is greater than all the parts. Right. Like mm-hmm. trying to take all these individual talents and create something bigger and more beautiful, whereas Diana seems really focused on the soloist and and we've seen it a couple times um, where she tells, like last week, she told Blue, you know, like, this is on you. If you don't get this, then we're going to lose this competition. Yeah. And I remember mm-hmm. thinking that's horrible and the exact opposite of being on a team. Right. And she said it again this episode um, with... Uh, Dan. What's, Dan. Uh, not Dan. No, oh, seriously. No. Um, no, what is her name? Mariella. Oh, Mariella, oh, where right. she's like, you're going to lose this for <clears throat> us. You're not right. We're going to lose. And, and, and I think that that stems from her own 
issue with it being like all about her. It's mm. like this individual thing. It's not a team in her mind. Mm. Or maybe maybe to be devil's advocate, maybe Diana has had past experiences where someone has messed up in that way and she knows what it's like to have that one person who makes the wrong mistake and the wrong move and ruins it all. I just think mm. that I don't know. I I was on teams all my life, whether it was, you know, competitive dancing or cheerleading or, you know, I was sports teams and then have coached teams and never, never on any team I was on, if even if it was somebody's fault, if somebody messed up or somebody did something, you never blame one person for the loss of a team. Mm. Yeah, never. I am. Um, it's interesting. It's definitely more the, a more of a theatrical approach to music. Mm-hmm. Um because I think, in fairness, if you're staging a musical, you can argue that the leads of the musical are the leads of the musical. Right. And it's still a team. Yeah. And you can, people might disagree with that. Um, but I think with acapella, it's different. And I think Deke would say that Diana's approach is a lot more kind of musical theater-oriented, right, right. lead-oriented, yeah. and just not mm-hmm. the same kind of spirit of acapella that Deke is pushing. Right, where sort of each performance has a focal point. Yeah, where it's yeah. like, this week it's about her. This right. week it's about him. Yeah. Which... I can see that approach. It's not necessarily the approach I could take, but it is bringing results to Team Diana. So, sure. Um, I don't know. It's a different way to approach it, and I, I can see where she's going with it. And do we think if if they if they go down this path of, of kind of um, giving different people soloists and really kind of bringing those performances out, does that then maybe a symptom of that, does that kind of help their group dynamic? Mm, or hurt it. Ooh, I don't know. Interesting. It, okay. it could go either way. Mm. It really could. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do we think of Diana making, in the way that they painted it in this episode, that she made them audition, but it was actually Blue and Andrew were exempt, but everyone else had to audition. And did you find it surprising that no one really wanted the solo? I found it obnoxious. Mm -hmm. Obnoxious. I don't know. Do you you think that's... Obnoxious because that she was making everyone audition? No, 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 that that they wouldn't. I thought it was rude and self indulgent and it showed for the first time for some of these kids the the fact that they are kids because I just thought it was really unprofessional and what is it going to hurt to audition for these roles Mm -hmm. and I and I don't know if part of it is because this team has these certain soloists that just carry the performances and they're comfortable being in the back row and they don't want to do and they're like what's the point this person's just going to get the solo they're better for it but that's not your decision to make and I think she mm-hmm. makes a good point where she's like, Blue never would have gotten this solo if I didn't force all of you to audition. And Blue was brilliant, and he should have had that solo. But to right. be fair, Blue wanted to audition for that. What, what about... And everyone else didn't really want what about, Do you think that was a testament to the song choice? Everybody Wants to Rule the World by maybe. Tears of Fears? It's an interesting... Because when they said, when they announced the song that they were going to do, some of them didn't know what that song was. Right. Right. Also I feel like our age. I feel like most of them probably wow. didn't know that song. But, I don't know it either. I've never heard it in my but life. What I'm if, too but, young. So, <laughs> going, I mean, we're all really fresh, you know, out of high school, guys. I'm totally. like 13 years old, guys. Guys, they know we're old. Songs. <laughs> it's not a secret time. What were you going to say? Um, but what about if, if someone genuinely doesn't think that a song is within their comfort zone or their range? Yeah, I hear you, Ty. It's interesting, though. I would make the argument that, like, whether or not you want the solo, you might have the best voice for it. Mm-hmm. And, like, you need, especially in an eight-person group, I mm-hmm. think you have to be prepared at any point to step up and take exactly. the range. Yeah. And last week, that I mean, that I get the argument, like, oh, it's not in my range, it's not good my, for my voice. The song last week was out of blues range. Mm-hmm. Right. And he went up there and he sang it in a range that was comfortable for his voice and he killed it and he committed to it and it made him a better performer. Yeah. And I think that if the other members of the team aren't willing to do their best, I mean, to me that's what it said, mm-hmm. is that you're not willing to do your best. Right. So I, why are you here? I think it was more so, it doesn't hurt to try. Yeah. Even if you think deep down in your heart that it's not for you, just try. Right. Mm-hmm. And make the effort that, like, hey, we're all a team. We all have to at least audition just to see if we are the right person for, you know, the ideal fit. But it doesn't hurt to try. And it, what was more upsetting, I feel, like no one was really making the effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this is That's supposed it. to be a group yeah. team. Right. Natalia didn't know the lyrics. Philip wasn't really connecting with it. It's interesting. And no one made the effort. Yeah, I think if they were a professional group, there would have been more of an understanding. Like, we need to go for it. 
And I understand in high school, if you might think like, oh, I don't think this all is for me. I don't know if I want it. It's it's easy to be like, you know, I'll just take a step back. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's the difference between what you were saying, being in high school as a performer and then kind of being in a professional group. Yeah. It's just a difference of mentality. So I could see where they were coming from, but I was glad, and I thought it was the right call for Diana to push for all of them. Yeah. Audition. Yeah. Well, because they don't know what she's trying to teach them right. from that experience. Sure. Mm-hmm. So Maybe, this, yeah. yeah. So the solo goes to Dan. Um, he, he killed it. Just absolutely, yeah, yeah mind-blowing. Oh, and, I mean, we saw how good he was last week, but I think this week definitely really, I mean, yeah. it was a showcase for Dan, uh-huh. even before the performance, even just in in his, his audition scene. Yeah. was absolutely yeah. incredible. Hell of a yeah. voice. Mm. For Great sure. voice. What yeah. do we think of the rest of the team who didn't get the solo? They were thinking that because they spent so much time for the auditions, which was wasting time. Do you agree with this? I mean, I, not not really knowing anything about acapella, I think there certainly can be a case made for that. That if if someone isn't and, and not even necessarily not comfortable auditioning, but genuinely just doesn't want to, then they can they might be better served working on other aspects of the performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was torn on this because I feel like if they had just auditioned, I mean, how long does it take to right. sing thirty seconds of a song and be done with it? If they had spent less time. Complaining about having that. We just that got Diane in the chat room, by the way. Hi, what Diana. Up, Diana. Yeah. Um, I feel like if they had less spe- spend less time complaining, like it would have been one and done. But I also feel like it was a bigger issue. I think when we saw them talking later, it appears from you know the little we didn't get the full story in the edit, but it from what I deduced, it sounded like from the past weeks, Diana was really focused on the solo. And the rest of the arrangement and the rest of the singers were feeling very lost and very, like, not given the appropriate time and coaching to really shine and be able to back up the soloist. And it sounded like they were having more of an issue with that um, than having to spend time doing the solo. Mm. I mean, I think it would have been great. And we did see the, the rest of the team make up the good point, like, hey, we need to utilize our time a little bit better instead of having all of us watch the audition process. Maybe for future purposes, they could have had individualize the solo, like mm-hmm. isolate them, and have everyone else learn the arrangement at the same time, maybe in the next room, mm-hmm. while Diana saw like each person individually to do the audition. Mm-hmm. It would have, like, two birds with one stone at the same time. Sure. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Time management. That makes yeah. sense. Engine knows what he's talking about. How do they about? do it in your ACA groups? You know, we, I think normally we would have people who want to audition, audition, but like if someone were like, Jeff, I really want you to give it a shot, I'd be like, yeah, you know what I mean? And I would, the thing is, is it's it's an objective look, I guess inherently it's subjective, but like, who do we think might be the best on this? Because at the end of the day, even if I don't want it, there's a chance my voice might sound best on Mm -hmm. it. So I think, I know some groups where everyone does audition, our group, typically those who want to audition would, and if there was anyone else that would be like, I'd love to hear them, we'd have them do it. So, yeah. But do they spend, like, all the time, you know, like, doing the solos and then do the arrangement separately? Or do you, like, work? Oh, no. We usually would learn the arrangement first. Okay. And then probably once the song's at 80%, we audition solos. See that? I feel like that makes sense. Oh, that's an interesting way to go about it. Mm. Because the thing is, it can be hard to audition the solo if you don't have the group ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. To back you up. Right. I like that. All right. uh, So, tensions flare up. Vanessa and Andrew walk out. We knew it was coming. They are not I've been calling this, been calling this since episode one. And yeah, I think it's very did. interesting. It's the couple who walk out. Do you think Vanessa would have laughed if she wasn't dating Andrew? And we know mm. Andrew would have laughed, but do you think Vanessa would have laughed if she wasn't? Yeah, no. she's a no. spunky gal. She is spunky. Yeah, and we she saw a little is, bit of tension on in just in week one too. But yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think she would have. No. 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 Interesting. They do seem like a we saw quite in, love. Yeah, we saw in episode one, Andrew already voiced his opinion towards Diana mm. already in the mm. first episode. It was very, it would make very clear sense that Andrew would walk out, mm-hmm. but Vanessa, I don't think she'd be. I think she'd be the person who's upset, but would take it right. and just still sit in the room and be with everybody else and just work through it. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's you know like obviously they're dating, so he probably has some words influence. And it's, it's much easier, you know, like what is misery enjoys company. Not that they're miserable, but mm. you know, like right. when you have something you're upset about and you like share it with other people, then it tends to escalate. Misery loves sure. company. Right. Right. Do you yeah. think? Well, we know these. They are young, but would 
Had that happened to you, if you were the coach and whatnot, and people walk out, would you allow them back? Yeah. They're kids. Yeah, it's. It, I think yeah. The the fact that they're you know they're kids and they're impulsive that comes into play. Also, kind of the size of the group. You know, can they afford? Can, can they afford, they afford to lose two people? people? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, Where if it was stay tuned, that might be a different story. Highlands voice. Right? <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, I think a clear chastising is is definitely due. Mm. A clear what I just a said. A clear chastising is definitely yeah, yeah, due yeah, yeah. because again, that's just not professional, right? Especially if you're on a television show as well. Die Die handled it well. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I liked the intervention. It reminded me of the scene in Pitch Perfect when everyone freaks out and then they get in the arc <laughs> and we find out that Esther Dean's character is a lesbian. Oh, right, right, right. right. Am I allowed to say, yeah. Lesbian. Yeah, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers for Pitch Perfect. If anyone who's watching the Pitch Slap after show hasn't seen Pitch Perfect, <laughs> what are you doing with your life? <laughs> yeah, that's you a need good to point. get out. That's a good point. You need to go. Pause um, the show and go watch that and um, come back to yeah. this. Right. But I don't, I see, I don't know. I, I see where you're coming from in terms of you can't just kind of walk out on the group. But I think yeah. I think he had a point. She told I think. him he could. Right, right. <laughs> Fair enough. Sure. Well, um, she said, if you're going to walk out, might as well go to Deke. Yeah, that's right. interesting. He'll, so. he'll sit around a piano for stay tuned needs days. more people. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. They're really playing by a thread. Yeah. Um, but I see, I see his point. You can only take so much of that for yeah. so long before you get kind of fed up. And, and what else can you do, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I definitely didn't expect him to quit altogether. Yeah, that was a bit... That is Yeah, quickly. we found out there was a text he sent later, hours later, that he was actually straight up quitting. Right. Well, I mean, you also have to realize, like, the insane amount of pressure. Not only do they have, you know, Diana came in guns blazing, and yeah. if they weren't used to that kind of coaching style, that's right. a lot. Um, and then they've also got cameras in their faces 24-7, right, right. and they're dealing with filming, and they're high schoolers, and it's just a lot, you know, hormones and... <laughs> A lot of stuff happening. So, like, in his defense, I mean, we don't know the full story Mm -hmm. of what was happening in these rehearsals, how long they're having to rehearse for, the hours they're having to film, because, I mean, they could be filming, you know, over and over into the night, and it's just, we don't know the full story. Sure. Yeah. So, Diana does come back the next day. Mm. Talk it out. Smooth things over. We see the return of the bay shirt. The and bacon shirt. The bacon shirt returns. Yes. Phillips in the chat. Yes. We, love the the bay. we love that Phillips bacon. Phillips bacon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we all pointed out. We're like, oh, there it is again. Yeah. It's, it's a what? character in it. Of Got a big reaction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bay. So they smooth things out. What do we think of now everyone rehearsing again together? A different type of feel. Now that Diana is kind of now on board. Mm-hmm. Well, and it seemed... Uh, more... <laughs> Like acceptable. It, it was a nice moment, you know, everyone apologizing, everyone kind of, you know, hugging it out, so to speak. Working but then, I, but then I felt like it was a little bit insincere when it Did comes to her. Did you see Vanessa's face when she was like, thanks for talking to us? Yeah. <laughs> I definitely heard that. Yeah. I was like, Shame. oh my gosh, and I love her for that because that's exactly like... I would, I would do that. I'd well, be like, thank you, and thank not you only so that, much. And not for only that, but, but sit down. in in Diana's talking head, when she when she says that she has to handle everyone with little kid gloves, I know, yeah, like yeah. that made it, that made the apology seem maybe a little less sincere. Yeah, I think there like, was some, you still got to be very sensitive, right? There, like it's a sensitive time, right? Like, all right, I'll say sorry. I won't yell at you yeah. for this week, She's just like, so we, we can get through yeah, this damn song. Cautionary tale. <laughs> leads to an end. Yeah. Um, but okay. I could see she might not be used to working with high schoolers. I think she's no. probably used to working with professional no, groups she's not. where like if if like with the quartet that I used to like sing with on the ship, like if someone called me out like that, it would be like we listen, yeah, it's game time. Sure. They might not have just been used to that kind of tough love. But right. if you're coaching fourteen year olds, right. Maybe not so much. Right. Yeah. Telling them that they suck. <laughs> it's just and it's a choice. I think it's interesting how it's we see in so many episodes of the Highland Voices, they actually have the time to voice their opinions. If something's upsetting them, they will tell Diana. Uh-huh. This, we don't like this. If something is making them happy, they will say, you know, they wear their heart on their sleeves pretty much. Right. And I feel with families, every time you're upset, you can always talk to the next person and say, like, I'm upset about this. Right. And I feel like we get that with Highland Voices. Oh, yeah. It's mm. definitely like... Like a super Such normal a dysfunctional family, and I think it's also part and parcel to the size of the group because with you got to think with stay tuned. If someone's mad, they don't have time to go through <laughs> twenty one sets of grievances. I do have to laugh though because like high school Jeff would not have done that. High school Jeff would have just like smiled and nodded and just did what he was told. Right? No, I one hundred percent. I still feel like full grown adult Jeff would 
I know. I'm really not into it. <laughs> Guys, also I, just, I also just fair. really respond to authority. It's just always I've been. I know exactly what you mean. I'm the exact same way. Okay, all right. Okay. Sounds good. You Any, respond to me. Anytime <laughs> someone starts yelling and raising their voice, I'm like, huh. I'd be a rebel rouser. <laughs> I, I know you would. So we go to Diana's house, which was a little bit more intimate, mm-hmm. more closer. Yeah, bonding. Nice Feeling place, like Diana. a family, yeah. yeah. Nice mm. house. Yeah. And your daughter is adorable. Yeah, right. That was so cute. Super cute. And we had the wardrobe. Super cute. The pink skinny ties. Of course. Because it's the 80s. They're covering everybody wants the world of the world. We've got some 80s fashion choices tonight. In case yeah. You guys yeah. Yeah. Andrew is not on board. Sure I'm going to pop the collar. There you go. Pop it. Pop it. Lindsay's rocking the crimped hair off the shoulder shirt. I'm wearing bright obnoxious pink neon that's as close to 80s I got nothing I got my cat cat monster shirt what does that mean explain your shirt tie oh it's just a monster made of other smaller monsters amazing it's just cute interesting (laughs) interesting okay let's get back to uh, stay tuned (laughs) stay tuned and their rehearsals second day Deke shows up Yes, he's back. Oh, yeah. Energetic, Mm -hmm. having literally came from the hospital the day before. What do we think of, like, him coming back, just his presence, elevating everybody else's performance? It's great. Yeah, I mean, he said it himself. He missed his family. Yeah, sweet. And they needed him. They were a hot mess. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Whereas by the end, were they not a hot mess? We'll We'll get there. We'll get there. there. I love you, Steve. Love you, Deke. Love you, stay tuned. We've got some thoughts. (laughs) We do have thoughts. Oh, dear. But, okay, so he sees their rehearsals at this point because mm-hmm. they've been rehearsing without him. And he says it felt young and dishonest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They needed mm-hmm. to pull it together. It was too high school musical. It was musical. lame. Yeah. Too yeah. high school musical. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was super lame. Right. Yeah. It's hard to channel anger, like you said. I mean, it's hard. that's the toughest. It really takes a lot of, like, getting past yourself. Sure. Because mm-hmm. you can, like, fake happy while you're singing or you can, like, fake sad. But, like... And yeah, you talk. You about look it. ridiculous if right. you're like trying right. to be angry. And to be fair, the song, while it is angry on content, it is kind of more tongue in cheek. Yeah. So it's hard mm-hmm. to tap into real genuine anger. Right. In a high school acapella this isn't group singing, a, singing a pink song. Yeah. Exactly. It's <laughs> a really hard song. I know. Like it's the vocals. Pink is She's incredible vocalist. Great vocalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and pink pink has some serious pipes. Oh too. sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think. Like you guys have been saying, anger is so hard to tap into mm-hmm. because it has to come deep within. Mm-hmm. And what do we think of Deke, like, actually going for it? And he's like, are you, are you angry that you're losing to the rich kids up north again? Like, oh he God. was getting real. Really? Like, I mean, so oh, my cute. goodness. That, that was, was, like, yeah. like, that was like, like, a, a little that was real. A like a that Care Bear trying to, exactly, like, exactly. be It was, like, so... That's it was as, adorable. As bad as it could have gotten, he yeah. He was like the... Are you tired of losing <laughs> Like, he was really trying. And she was like, what a good guy he is. Oh, and right. all I kept thinking was, like, how ironic. Like, if if Diana's team were given this song right oh, now, man. they would kill it because yeah. they want to kill her. Right. Like, they have got some anger channels. If Diana had to had to push them yeah. to, to yeah. tap into their anger. Done. Oh, it would be done. It would be done. It's so Tears hard be to shed. imagine Deke angry, though. I know. Right, He's right, such right. an energetic, enthusiastic person. Right. Yeah. I thought it was adorable. I guess adorable. we haven't seen that side of him yet. Like, trying to... We haven't seen Deke perform, and I feel like performance Deke is when we see his emotions, I feel. Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like performance Deke... I want to see Deke perform. Right? I know. We should have asked him today, Marissa. Uh, yeah. They would have been super jealous. Yeah. Deke and Diana one-on-one battle. Maybe they'll that do a duo. That's, that was actually a question of mine. I was like, are we actually going to see them sing on the show? I a love Deke love and Diana duo. A love that. song. <laughs> a tender song of unrequited love. <laughs> Please. What what duet are you thinking? I don't know. I'm endless gonna have to think on that. I was just gonna say endless love. love. My endless love. Please, please. I wonder if the kids have heard of that song. Oh, for sure Wait, not. So Deke kept talking about cutting members. <laughs> right? Yes, I know. This is the second time we've heard that. Do he you was, think he'll he cut anybody? To... No, I don't think he will. I, I just know. I just think he's seeing the potential good that could have come of it, but I think at this point it's too late. It just keeps coming up, though. Yeah, I think he keeps saying it because he has to keep realizing this is also can be potentially detrimental to us. Right. You know? mm-hmm. This is also, it's a big disadvantage for us. Granted, we have a lot of great, strong voices, but also it hinders us. 
yeah. every single week. And I just, I don't think, I, I don't think Deke would have it in him to cut someone unless they did something really, really like right. catastrophic or like talk bad about yeah. acapella. He strikes right. me as like exactly. one of those guys that if he's like trying to break up with someone, like they never get that they're being broken up with because he's like so nice about it yeah. that they're like, right. I don't. That was in that was, that was in Parks and Rec. That's exactly you know, right. Like, it just he's too when, nice to like actually. Right for Parks and Rec viewers, when when Chris Drager broke up with Ann Perkins, that's oh. exactly what happened. Oh, right. He was too nice, and she yeah. didn't even realize he was literally. Doing it. Literally, <laughs> literally, literally. Oh my god, I love that show. Okay, so they're still performing and whatnot, and they're trying to evoke anger. Not really getting there. So Deke has the amazing idea of doing a mosh pit. I love uh, when like I love idea. I love it when we see idea. when we see the gears turning and Deke's like, all right, it's a little bit crazy, but <laughs> dot dot dot, and that's something ridiculous. Shit, <laughs> yeah. Sergio was going all out. Sergio was wild. Like Sergio, what are you doing? You're not Sergio. mosh pitting or raging. You were gyrating. No, that was no. Sergio was <laughs> dope. Like, yeah. so Decon, I, what you were doing? Decon knew that that was the, that was the essence of a mosh pit. Yeah. I loved Sergio. Sergio was wilding out. Now I've seen him until now a whole lot, and I'm so glad yeah. he saved this gem for us because Serge. Serge. Love you. I, I he loved was surging it. out. That's, I loved it. That's what I'm going to call Surgeon. it. It's, it's, it's Surgeon. 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 Certifiably insane. But he uh, was. That's the point. You cannot look that crazy if you're not 100% committed. Oh, sure. And he was. And he was like. He was. He was not about to give. Him. He was not about to half ass that mosh pit. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But Deke also loved it. He says, incredibly stupid, and I love it. I kind of love it, yeah. And I love it. Um, I thought it was an idea. It is an idea. It was that. It was certainly that. I think it was necessary. We'll talk about the performance. Yeah. And then he also had the fun idea of smashing a guitar. Yes, that's that, fun. Is that necessary? I'm so happy to talk about this when we get into that. Let's we talk about it now. Because there, which are they, we talking about? The performance or the splashing of the guitar like smash, at Versa? Smash, smash. Smash. In the parking lot. The, the smashing of the guitar the at the end of the performance. Okay. That's what I was talking about. Why was Highland's Voices singing outside of a car? I mean, oh yeah, yeah. It's cool. Were, it's like Grease Lightning. Yeah, yeah. So I did. Strange. I did really like that montage of kind of cutting back and forth from like the so smashing weird. to them singing. I was like, I got it. I was like, you yeah. know, hey, so it's probably like someone's new car. I don't know. I was like, what is happening? Someone right probably now? just got their license. Like, hey, we can go sing about the car, right? <laughs> I thought it was, I like bonding. a lot of bonding moments happens around the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's high school because that's the only cool place. I thought, it was, I thought it was got it. I thought it was cool. Of course you did. <laughs> All right. So let's let's get to competition yeah. day. Yeah. Yes. Stay tuned is against the leading tones. And they performed leading tones performed stay by Rihanna. What do we think of their quick performance? That was amazing. They, they, they seemed yeah. so young, but their the voices were mature. so powerful and mature. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really wonderful, really earnest. I think they're the kind of group, in two years, they're going to be the top dogs. Oh, sure. Because you think, if they're, like, three months in, it reminded me of, like, the beginning of, like, an inner city school movie, where, like... Because they're s- black, they're inner city. No! No, I said, oh. <laughs> I You went there. I just say it. Just because it was, like, they were the underdogs, and, like, they were the new group. Okay. It was, like, they were new on the block, Sorry, and, like... I didn't mean to No, 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 you're fine. So I didn't mean it like that, though. The way I meant it was, like... <laughs> I the way I meant it was, like, some mentor is going to come in, like, the inspirational teacher, and really push that group to be amazing. Right, right, right. Yeah. Was the way I meant it. I do, no, I... They're I, great I, on their own. That's how I meant it. I thought it. their soloists were killer. Right. Like, amazing. Amazing. And when the beat dropped in, like all of our little heads were like, yeah. bobbing right. around. To that the was music. super dope. Yes. That was great. How do I reach yeah. these kids? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, felt, I felt like I loved the voice of the soloist. It was soft oh, and yeah. textured, mm, yeah. and I loved the kick drum sound effect. It yeah. was like so, so real. It was so subtle yet so simple. You hear, heard it like every few beats. And and strong. Like, this is all I hear, and it's amazing. It was mm. awesome. It's amazing. And I, I actually do really enjoy that song. And I don't like Rihanna, but I amazing. loved this version. I was so download this on Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I think, yeah. All right. Both of those soloists awesome. have some, some yeah. futures for them. Yeah. Yeah. But Megan says they're still confident that they'll win. Yeah, she's confident. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. Good perspective on that. Well, and and the way that we've been seeing these competitions scored, I mean, they, I feel like they have reason to, to be confident. And they know they're shooting four more episodes for the TV show. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Anything could happen. I felt like this, out of all these weeks, this was probably one of the first groups that didn't really feel like a a competitor. Like, mm. there's someone to be afraid of for them. Leading tones? Yeah, leading tones. Interesting. I hear you. Like, I they're not the big rival to be afraid of. I feel like they have what Stay Tuned is lacking. In terms of, I feel like Stay Tuned is really... La- if Stay Tuned had some killer soloists, I, agree. I feel like they would be untouchable. I hear you. Um, and I think that that's what's seriously lacking. So to see them go against a group that has such strong soloists... And we've seen it before, and and you can see it just watching. If a group is okay, but they have an amazing lead vocalist, it can very easily sway your interpretation of their performance. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what oftentimes I think is lacking in Stay Tuned. So I wouldn't, I don't know, I don't agree that they were like on, that they didn't have a chance. Right, yeah. I, I feel, feel like yeah. they were okay. so strong vocally mm-hmm. for their soloists. Mm-hmm. I did put wow in my notes. Yeah, it was really good. good. Really, really good. Nice shot, Leading Tones. Video y'all are watching. Amazing performance. All right, let's get to the Stay Tunes actual performance. Mm. So what? What do we think of their performance? Did they evoke the anger that they needed for this song? Yes. Yes. I don't. I don't know if yes. they if they evoked the, they the anger. They, 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 they I don't think they evoked the anger that they needed. But I really enjoyed it. I liked the performance. Yeah, I did too. You guys. Oh, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought. I think what Deke was trying to do, he accomplished. Mm-hmm. I think he's yes. like, I really want to push these singers. Liked the arrangement. They. What I, what I really really enjoyed, like and. I think the intensity really showed through, especially on Megan's face and on Phoebe's face. Mm-hmm. I think that's what really captivated me, is yeah. seeing how they how they played it and how they performed it. I really, really enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Linz? Yes, Um I know you have a lot to say. I really don't have that much to say. I, so, two things. One, I agree. I think that they were pushed and they fully committed. Mm-hmm. And that's what made it work. I was not quite sure what I was watching <laughs> or experiencing. And not in, like, a good or bad way. Yeah. Like, I literally, my face was like this the whole time. Because <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was good or if it was bad. I was just a little confused. It was a lot. Um, it, was just, it was a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, it was a lot to take in. And I, I just... What I felt overwhelmingly in this was that the arrangement was so strong. Their sound is so strong mm-hmm. compared to what we heard from week one. And I just wish that we had a really, really strong soloist for them. Because mm-hmm. I think that it would be phenomenal. And mm-hmm. I, th- I thought they were great. But I felt like that song in particular, and part of it is because it is a pink song and she has such strong killer vocals and I thought all of their performances were fully committed and so strong but it is really challenging to match that intensity that Pink sings with most people would destroy their vocal cords trying to sing how she sings and I felt like you know maybe it was song choice for why I felt that way like it really was lacking in the vocals in some way Ah, I see. For me, I didn't see the lack in vocals. I saw the lack in visual. Mm-hmm. Well, the visual was because crazy. watching the the two leads, their faces they were all scrunched, and from the surface it looks like they're angry about mm. something, but it looked like it was a forced kind Did of you like think so? feeling trying to you're like you're angry, yeah. but I'm not really feeling it. Hmm. And then also, because it is such a big group, there's 21 of them, it felt like such a small stage. Right. And I think yeah. that might have just the environmentally for them was going against them. Because right. well, and we, yeah. they were trying to move and like go forward by like four steps and go backwards. And it did, it did seem, in terms of the choreo, it did it seem like... It seemed too tight on well, stage. Well, it, it seemed like there was some sort of a division that was supposed to be happening, but I, I, couldn't. I couldn't tell like 
if there was like one side versus the other or yeah. if it was what they were trying to convey. I think that's where I got lost. Yeah, yeah and a couple uh, a couple times in past performances on Twitter and on the chat, people have chimed in and said, look, this this stage was the size of a postage right, stamp. Right, we right. got there and there was like, we did the best we could, but right. we just couldn't fit. Um, and part of that, I'm like, okay, I understand. But also part of that as a dancer and a cheerleader, we always found out the dimensions of every stage we performed on and we taped out exactly that space and we practiced in that space so that we could know that when we're going up, it's in that space. And I don't know if that information is not privy to them or what, but it it should be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought visually the space, the stage that they were on looked too small for them because there was a wide shot really quickly where every single one of them took up the whole stage. Right. It was chaos. They were still way like too close to each other so I think maybe just environmentally they didn't have the space Mm. which worked against them. One thing that I got a really big kick out of was like all of the pearl clutching that went on over the guitar getting smashed. I felt like People, and the guitar. I was into that. I was super into that. I thought, like, the way people were reacting, like, I felt like it was the acapella equivalent of, like, <laughs> they went up and sacrificed a goat like, or something. Yeah. Everyone was like, I think, like, they were like, oh, like it was, so, sh- it was so shocking. Yeah. They were just, they're the bad boys of acapella. Oh my God, I, I can't believe that. they would do such they a broke thing. broke a guitar. The way, but I will say when Philip said, no. I think, was, was it Philip that said it didn't yeah. even have a chance to get strummed? <laughs> like, that, I got a big kick out of that. Yeah. Sure. Like defending the life of that young poor guitar. Right, and I love he says, Who do you think you are, Aerosmith? Aerosmith? I loved it. And I think she went for Aerosmith. What a reference. Who do you think you are, NSYNC? (laughs) Yeah, no, I was into it. I was into it. Deke actually did mention in the interview um, for the guitar that got smashed, he purposely wanted an acoustic guitar for the sound effect and the splatter noise that it would convey. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, if you're going to try to smash. An electric guitar. Right. That's gonna. That's gonna take some time. I'd be really angry. Then. <laughs> right, yeah. Should we talk scores? Yes. Uh, yeah. Talk scores. All right. Scores. So visual. Stay tuned. Got twenty five, mm. and the leading tones got seventeen for difficulty slash arrangement. Stay tuned. Got twenty five, and leading tones got twenty three, and then from vocal performance. Stay tuned. Got twenty three, and then leading tones got twenty two. Stay tuned. One mm. score of seventy three. So another win in the books. I agree with these scores. Do you agree? I yeah. do too. This is the first time I actually That's really agree with them. Right. And I think that it also reflects, you know, that the leading tones were a really strong competitor and what they were lacking, and I felt the same way. Their choreo I wrote meh. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't wasn't bad, it wasn't good, it was just kind of there. Right. Um, and so that's visual? where you see lacking in visual, but their difficulty in arrangement and difficulty in vocal was close. It was really neck and neck in those yeah. two categories for sure. I agree. I and I liked this scoring system because they were actually very close for both. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, on the visual for "Stay Tuned," even though I thought it was a hot mess, I think it worked in their favor because of the song choice. Mm-hmm. And I think that's oh, why they got such a high mark on the visual because it had an energy, it had a purpose, it created a feel for the vocalists to have something to jump off of. You know, it. it it worked. It added to the piece that it was kind of crazy. All right. So let's get to Highland Voices and Diana. Their team pulling together last minute. Mm. First of all, let's get to their competition, Soul Fedge. And Jeff, you actually had a little tidbit of oh, yeah. terminology I think of Soul the group Fedge. didn't know what Soul Fedge meant. I'm sure the listeners do. But if they don't, it's the name of the system by which you assign pitches to like Do, Re, and Me up through Do again. Like uh, we, are getting, we are getting elaborate with these puns, guys. That is like, so fun. Week by week, the, the wordplay is getting yeah, more and more lofty. But that's interesting. I was yeah. like, yeah. that's that's really cool. Oh, no, yeah. Learn. Once you explained it, I was like, that's I was like, genius. Yeah. All I thought was yeah. Sound of Music. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. But that's still good, sure. too. So Soulfedge is singing Hall of Fame by the script. It's mm. great. What do we think of their performance? There was a lot of energy. There was a lot of yeah. kind of kinetic, like, um, and that song choice was so interesting because I feel like we haven't really seen that sort of a song before. This <laughs> has got some words. a lot of Oh, what do you think? <laughs> Let's hear what she got, Sarah. Okay. What do you this think? Is the first I've heard you grumble yeah. when somebody talks. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't like the black. Uh, they were in black and orange, I believe. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Did wasn't really too keen with the wardrobe. Um, 
And for the soloist, I didn't like his voice. Really? Yeah. No? I personally, and this is my opinion, I felt he sounded low and flat okay. throughout the whole song. He didn't really go, it was one dimensional type of emotion. I see. He had what I like to call like musical theater syndrome. There's some singers who their voices are suited for certain mediums, and you hear it a lot when it's exposed in a song that's not right for them. And a lot of musical theater singers, if they try to sing pop or rock, it is like the bane of their existence. It just Mm. sounds off. And that's how I felt. I felt he had a really great, strong voice. Mm -hmm. My favorite part of the routine was... Soulfetch 2015. That was dope. Amazing. And I thought he like perfectly, that was perfect. Uh Um, But I felt like his voice fell flat for that reason because it was, you know, it just wasn't in his wheelhouse. Right. The the style of song. And the thing is, Hall of Fame, throughout the the original song, I mean, granted, they are trying to, you know, reamp and have their own arrangement, but that song goes high at -hmm. some points and it goes low at some points. And I felt the soloist. In this performance, was one note across the board. Mm. Fair, yeah. I would Jeff. say to me, his voice was different than the lead singer of the script, but mm-hmm. I actually still thought he sounded great in this song. I thought he sounded great. Yeah. I just that that I think is just a matter of what, what it's suited hearing. for. Yeah, but the other thing I think that it's important to note, and they touched upon it during the episode, is Soulfish is a completely student run. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. They don't that have a nuts. coach, yeah. so to not guys. have a coach and to have, I, I think, especially you know, and we see it in this episode in particular. What can happen if your coach is not there? To be that motivated and that dedicated and that like disciplined to be able to have a group that is that polished and that consistent and that strong without a coach telling you what to do, where to be, when to do it mm-hmm. is really incredible, I think. Sure. Yeah. But Diana liked it. She says that, that Highland voices need to take a page out of their. Uh, out of their notes. Mm-hmm. What was the line? Yeah. Page out of their voices. And I think learning, for that reason. Learning from them, pretty much. <laughs> I think for that reason. I think it annoyed Diana, and rightfully <laughs> so, to have them this whole episode be like, well, you're not working with us when you're working with a soloist. Well, take some initiative. Right. Mm. You know how to sing. You know harmonies. Go work. Go practice. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. All right. Let's get to Highland Voices performance. Everybody wants to rule the world. What did we think of this This was friggin' bonkers, guys. Yeah, After slayed. everything like, we saw, all the drama mm. that went down, them coming back together and being a unit, I thought they got their ish together. They did, mm. yeah. I watched that entire performance Very with my mouth just hanging open. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. This was uh, probably my, my favorite performance of the show up to this point. Top three for me, yeah. for sure. Great arrangement. Yeah. The arrangement was so, it was so the unique. The choreography so was... Dan is so off the charts, Yeah. yeah. It's really good. There's not much negative to say about this performance. No. Highland's voices is really good. Yeah, this yeah. was the yeah. choreography was clean. It was an updated version of an '80s classic. It right. had feeling. Dan was amazing. Yeah. And I actually just thought about this, Marissa. You mentioned earlier if you thought that focusing on the individual solos could actually benefit them, and I think that it does. Mm-hmm. I think when you have when you strengthen all of the individual parts, then the whole becomes greater, and it's kind of a different approach that Deke has than Diana exactly, has. And hers yeah. is obviously, let me strengthen each one of these individual players so that we get a stronger sound. And I think that stems from where she comes from. I think the group that she performs with primarily is all soloists that sing as a group. Yeah. And they're all equally talented, and I think that's what she's striving for in this group. Right. It would have been interesting to see this performance go up against Vocal Forte. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The one, or this yeah. particular performance. Yeah, right. exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. The one thing I did write down was that I wish I could have heard this live, and we haven't really touched upon this, and, and I think that some of the scoring where we feel like it's a little off, we're getting a mixed version That's true. of That's what very true. it is, and the balance in the mix is going to be different. And this was the first time I really felt like the mix was a little bit off. Hmm. Um, especially with like the backup vocals, it was top heavy. I felt like yeah, like there was just something off with the mix, and it was such a strong performance that I wish I could have heard it live because I feel like it would have been that much better. Right. It's yeah, also there might be sorry to interrupt. No, go for it. Um, sometimes high schoolers don't have real basses, which is interesting. Mm. Like um, a lot of these guys in two years will have this really deep bass voice, but they're not quite there. Right. I'll never have it. I'm a tenor too, you guys, but um, <laughs> it's. 
Sometimes it might. Someday. I know. Maybe one day. <laughs> mm. But what we're hearing might just be the fact that these kids are 17, you know? Right. Um, that too. But man, they Puberty's were tuning. hard. Yeah. Trust for me, sure. we've all been there. But they. <laughs> hashtag, real. Hashtag Amy taking pitch slash. Hashtag puberty's hard. <laughs> Tune in next week. It's true. Yeah, yeah, hashtag right puberty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nothing like middle aged people Damn. talking about the perils of oh. puberty. Oh, okay. okay. Deke. Okay. In all seriousness. I'm sorry. Okay. We're, we're just I'm laughing. Sorry, with, we're laughing I'm with sorry. you. We love you. Okay. We love you. <laughs> Deke did say in our interview today that uh, for the performances during the competition that they actually perform it like three times. Yeah. Okay. And the judges score off of seeing it the first time, and then they have to, you know, perform it um, more times for the cameras, like the mm-hmm. steady cams are on, like the third shot. Sure. That they, they have to get a lot. That they have to get absolutely. different camera angles too. A lot of reality competition shows actually do that. That explains a lot in right. terms of the discrepancy between what we see sometimes mm-hmm. and what we see in the scores. Right. Yeah. That and, could have accounted for a lot. A lot of once again vocal forte scoring last week. Yeah. Yeah, and also the editing too. So they get pickups from the second or third performance that they didn't get in the first. Right. Yeah. So, um, and I think that that might be a testament to also the mixing if they're going to be mixing different and yeah, things like the editing and the mixing also definitely color the emotional response that Mm -hmm. we have watching it which obviously the judges aren't getting. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Cool. Okay. So, scoring. Yeah, I didn't really write a lot of notes because I was so odd. I was watching the whole thing. Yeah, the note note that I wrote for this performance I can't say on air. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Use our imagination. No, you can't say. No, no, no. It's positive though, HP. It's great. Well, it's really it's good. Like we'll this. just say sugar. <laughs> sugar. Um, scores were good. Score. Yeah. yeah. Highland voices for visual. They got twenty-eight, and for solfege twenty-three. Difficulty and arrangement. The Highland voices twenty-seven. Solfege twenty-two, and then for vocal performance. Highland Voices 29, Solfege 24. Mm-hmm. Therefore, Highland Voices win once again 84. And they knocked it out of the park with this scoring, absolutely. I yeah. think the scoring was on point. Good job, judges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, compared <laughs> to the last judges. travesty. Um, was this, is, is this the highest score that anyone's gotten at this up to this point in the show? Good I, question. It's, it's just, what, six short of? I'd didn't like they get, didn't Highland Voices one score in 93? At one point, am I imagining that? Uh, I feel like they've been it's in out 90s. of ninety. I was going to say, isn't that out of ninety? That okay. would be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag puberty side. Again, I can't do Don't numbers, work. people. <laughs> All right, I can't do We're numbers. words, people. Guys, looking at the yeah, time. Words, if we're doing predictions, I'm looking at the time. We should probably uh, predictions. Yes. Get yes. some predictions. Yes. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. So Love eliminations. It. Starts next week, Ooh. week five. Ooh, what do you think that'll do to just their mentality and how they go about performing and rehearsing and all that? Pressure creates diamonds. Steaks. True. Yeah. True. They're gonna yeah. eat. They're gonna eat lots there. of steaks. Yeah, lots of steaks. Yeah. Lots of chicken. You gotta love, get, keep that iron up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or quinoa <laughs> and beans. <laughs> if you're vegetarian. So or Los vegan. Angeles. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, yeah, no, it's, I mean, I mean, obviously the, the pressure's on, it's, yeah. you know, I mean, do we think that they're going to throw us a curveball and eliminate one of either Stay Tuned or Highlands Warriors? I would love that, but let's be Ooh, honest, yeah. it's a very, 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 very um, Slim. boring format. Boring. Oh, yeah, and yeah. they're not going to eliminate anybody until um. the final. I mean, we know. I mean, it's like one of those like bad romantic comedies where you know exactly how it's going to end, but you still watch it because right. you love it. Like, sure. We know that the final countdown is going to be Highlands Voices versus Stay, stay Tuned. Yeah. Mur, mur, mur. Now, will it the be the final countdown by Europe? Oh, if only. <laughs> wow. oh, Get Joe Bluth on stage. Great. Yes. The final oh, Joe. countdown. Joe, on a segue. <laughs> Maybe Diana what? and Deke will be doing a duo to the final countdown with a big group number. <laughs> I would Like at the that. beginning of Miss America. Yeah. And all the contestants are on the stage together. Oh, just season two, guys. Season two. At least hopefully they'll announce the correct winner at the end. Oh, I know. <laughs> just don't get Steve Harvey. Oh, Steve Harvey. Exactly. Hashtag um, I would, you know, actually, I would love 
if you guys could tell us if Deke and Diana actually perform on the show. Philip, I know you know. Or just, like, give us, if it's not during competition, just give us, like, a tidbit, a two-minute singing of each during the rehearsals. I kind of want that. You know? I'm kind of demanding that. Because, Diana, I will say, I was listening to a lot of your YouTube videos, you singing with your vocal group. Blue Jupiter, and you're amazing. And you yeah. were singing. There was one song, uh, Time After Time, Cindy Lauper, 80s. Yes. Got it. Girl, that you song. can sing. You can't go wrong with that. Yes. Yes. So I was like, you're cool. Right. You're officially cool. I mean, you were already cool, but now you're officially cool. Yeah, great group. So, excellent group. So what are we predicting, guys? Um, same format. Same. Same. <laughs> we predict the format. I bet they'll rehearse, the and then they'll probably compete. <laughs> Do you think they'll that score is true. That is 30, true. 30, 30, and one will go home? Right. Wait, but so here's my question. Do you, is it going to be them against the same teams that we've seen up until this point? Are we going to see oh, the leading see. tones again? Are we going to see Soulfetch? Are we so. going to see, you know, Vocal Are we going to see, like, the okay. actual elimination brackets? The, like, who's up against right, who? Right, right, right. That'd be <gasps> fun to see. We should start, like, a Super Bowl pool. There you go. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Fantasy we'll Acapella. We'll see what happens next week. Fantasy Acapella. There's yeah. got to be a cooler pun for that. Okay, so now that... <laughs> we're out. We've, we're going over. Yeah. One more question. Now, That's our prediction. <laughs> yeah. Now that we saw like Highland Voices voice their opinions and we got tension out of the way, do we still see them being more upset in future episodes? And like, Hopefully. I think so. I think or it's going to get... do you think it's yeah. all clear? I think it's, it's going to reach oh, a boiling no. point. Water yeah. under the... Yeah. 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 Water under the bridge. The look on okay. their faces was like... Mm-hmm. Tanya. We still got Andrew and Diana, this. cage match. It's happening. All right. Going. All right, everyone, where can we follow you, Jeff? Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham and Instagram at Jeffrey Crane Graham. So many grams. Oh, Lindsay Miller, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, if I ever figure out Periscope, <laughs> at Rockin' Mama Life. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Ty Matthews PMA. Various other after shows, Monday Night Raw, Second Chance, Lucha Underground starting this week, Woo. all that good stuff. Get Shameless it. plugging. Get yeah. it. Yep. You can follow me on Twitter, at Serafini TV. You can follow all of us here on social media, Facebook, Instagram, all those fun places, at AfterBuzz TV. Definitely check out Jeff and my interview with Deke Sharon. He came into the studio on our concert experience interview. We will tweet out the link. Y'all go watch it, go like it, rate, comment, subscribe. We love talking to you every single week. You guys are amazing. The fact that you're interacting with us every week and showing your love for this show. Keep showing us love, and we'll keep showing you guys love. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Do what he's hard. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 